The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Lexington Community Radio or its board of directors. The views expressed are solely those of the programmers. You are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening to us on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, or you can download the Radio Lex app on your smartphone device to listen to us anywhere in the entire world. Amber and I are both broadcasting from the Deborah Hensley Studios here at Radio Lex on North Limestone. It is September the 8th, 2022. Amber, it's good to see you. You still have a glow on your face from, (laughs) I I guess, did you go and watch a particular... Back streets, back. All right. I'm happy that you got to go. Yeah. But I still don't know why you went. Oh, my gosh, because I got to dance for two hours hours straight. These men are, you know, what, I think 50 is the oldest one. Yeah. And he was up there moving better than I am, and I'm in the fitness industry. So that in itself, I think, was worth the ticket. Just being able to watch them gyrate all over the stage. You know. And it was, what, 30 years in the making for me, so. Well, did they pull any muscles, hamstrings, anything like that? I mean, they had to. There's no way. I've never seen so much hip thrusting on a stage than what I did uh, at this concert. And it was so packed. No, oh my gosh, jam packed. Of, Full house. Of 40 and 30 year olds. Uh, no, actually, you know, it was a lot of 40 and 30 year olds that brought their kids. So there was a good mix of like really, really young girls. Really upset boyfriends and husbands, and then the 30 and 40 year olds. Well, I'm glad that you had fun. <laughs> Backstreet is not back. Yes, I hope, they were. I, I hope they go away. No, don't put that on me. <laughs> but they, yes. It was a big time in Lexington. I've seen a lot of people go. Big day, though, today for the rest of America. Football starts today in the NFL. Okay. Yes, Buffalo Bills will take on the Rams tonight at 8 20 on NBC. That means Fantasy football begins for a lot of people, and me included in that. So get Mm -hmm. your football fantasy lineup set if you haven't got them set up yet. And everything I feel like is back to normal when September rolls around, football's in, school's back in session. I feel like now I can get on a routine. Well, now you said fantasy football. Is that the same as like what? Because you know I've never done any of this stuff. Is that the same as when we do the fantasy leagues for the basketball? It's Yes. Okay. It's just it's the same thing. It's just Uh in football. Okay. So it's basically you coach a fake team. Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> but Amber, I had the show prepared, and yeah. I usually like to have the show prepared by Thursday morning at least yeah. because I'm so busy on Thursday. But, of course, when breaking news happens, uh-huh. you have to go back and re-edit <laughs> some of your topics. And 
the queen mm-hmm. has passed away. Yes. Queen Elizabeth has died at the age of 96 years old. She lived a long, good life. Yes, she 96 did. is a long time. That's how old my memo was. So I actually knew somebody uh-huh. who was 96. Have you ever known somebody really well that was 96 years uh, old? No, not somebody that I've known. I mean, I've known of, you know, your grandmother, but yeah. that was, no, that's it. Well, Queen Elizabeth, she was in good health all the way up to really, I would say, the last year or two of her death. She, yeah. Her health was declining. Yeah. I don't know how your health cannot decline at age 96. <laughs> well. But she has died and she is the longest she is the longest matriarch of mm-hmm. the throne that's ever been. Yes. You know, her daddy uh-huh. was the was the king. Yep. So, uh, who will inherit the new throne, or who will inherit the throne now that Queen Elizabeth has died? We all know that it is her son mm-hmm. will inherit that title as king. His name is Charles, and he will have the sovereign title and job as the head of the Commonwealth, along with other assets such as land and property. And he is in line. He's the next in line to take the British throne. That's got to be. A pretty, I know your grandma just died, but uh, he's got to be a little excited. Oh, well, no, that was his mommy. Oh, no, that, that, was, <laughs> that, was, his oh, that mommy. was his mommy. Yeah, it was his mommy. Yeah, I, I know his mommy died, mm-hmm. but he has to be a little excited that he's the king now, right? I mean, I'm sure, you know, I, I, I'm sure over the last year they probably have been talking about, hey, you know, this is going to be coming. And if they listened off the cuff last week, we talked about the queen. What so about they should have known it was coming up. How about that? We talked about Queen Elizabeth last week. We talked, we did a whole segment on Princess mm-hmm. Diana. And I got really worried because I went out on the air and Mm -hmm. said that I felt like that the queen (laughs) had Princess Diana killed. And I was like, man, maybe I shouldn't have said that. The queen might say, off with his head. Uh But now she's dead. Well, the establishment hurt us. The establishment still did hear me. Now I'm going to have to have the king after me. Oh, gosh. The king after me. (laughs) But I wonder, though, what it's like to live a life like Queen Elizabeth. To live a royal, mm-hmm. lavish life like that, and then to all of the sudden slip off into eternity. Now I don't know where her soul is. I don't know if it's in if it's in a black hole in space, oh, gosh. <laughs> or if it's in heaven. <laughs> but I, I, I just I would hope to, that it's in heaven because I could not imagine going from a royal lifestyle mm-hmm. where there's palaces and gold and and thrones mm-hmm. to a burning hell. That would really suck. Well, now, I mean, we have to think about what did we talk about last week. There is a potential that this establishment was the reason that Diana is no longer here on this earth. Do you really think somebody like that would end up in the pearly gates? That's a great question. But only God knows that. So, and now Queen Elizabeth, of course. Exactly. Not, and not Piddle, by the way. Right. Just clarify. So, who is the new king? Formerly known as Prince Charles, Princess of Prince of Wales. Charles is seventy three. Wow, I didn't think he was that. I did not think he was that old. So the new king is seventy three. He's waited decades to become the king, and uh, I mean, you'll get to enjoy it for at least. Well, if you live like your mommy, maybe another twenty about, years. About twenty three more years. Yes, but uh, f- when his mother assumed the throne at, at the age of twenty five, he became Britain's heir apparent at age three. 
Charles title included Prince of Wales, Duke of Cornwall, Duke of Rothesay, and Earl of Carrick. Charles married Diana Spencer. Did you know that was her last name, Spencer? I did. He married Diana Spencer in 1981, and they were known as the Prince and Princess of Wales. They had two children, Prince Williams and Harry. Charles and Diana, of course, separated in 92 following Diana's death. In 97, Charles married Camilla Parker Bowles, now known as the Duchess of Cornwall in 2005. Now, many people ask, does that mean Camilla will be queen? No. Oh. That does not mean that she will be queen. Yeah. Only people in the royal family bloodline have have heir to the throne. Now, she will get a title, and they call that title Queen Consort. Okay. So she could she will be called Queen Camilla. Queen Elizabeth actually said at the Jubilee she wants Camilla to be called Queen. Wow, that's kind of a smack in the face a little bit, isn't it? That she publicly said she wanted the woman that her hus- or her son cheated on his wife with. Right. Wow. And we played last week on Off the Cuff, and you can check that out in our archives. We played the interview of Princess Diana talking about why the establishment never wants to see her become queen. And then Queen Elizabeth, on her jubilee just a couple of months ago, Mm -hmm. said that she wanted Camilla to have that title queen. So she will have the title queen. Now, will she be the queen? No. Yeah. But she'll be queen consort. Consort. Okay. Queen consort. So who is next in line after Charles? kicks the bucket. He has an elder son named William mm-hmm. that many people here in America are familiar with. He become wrapped up in pop culture. Yes. He's 40 years old. He is presently known as the Duke of Cambridge. Next in line is William's eldest son, Prince George, who is only nine. And then Princess Charlotte, who is seven, and then Prince Louis, who is four. And then, wow. of course, it goes down, 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 and down after that. Yeah. And William's life... It will change now that his daddy is the king. William is expected to inherit the title Duke of Cornwall, which is one of many held by his daddy, Charles. Mm -hmm. On becoming the Duke of Cornwall, William will inherit the Duchessy of Cornwall, an estate of 150,000 acres, with a yearly income of around 20 million pounds, which is equivalent to 27 million U.S. dollars. Oh, no. That sounds so (laughs) terrible. (laughs) But it's wild that my whole entire life, Queen Elizabeth has been alive and she's been the queen. Oh, yeah. She's been the queen. Now we don't have a queen. We have a king. Uh-huh. And and we get to see how this is all going to unfold because, you know, I feel like for the longest time that, you know, uh, that was kind of, I don't want to say protected, but it's been a protected thing because she's always been the one that's been in charge. Right. And now we've got someone new. Very much so. And it's a king. Uh-huh. And I look forward to seeing the things that the king wears. I always thought (laughs) that the king had a lot of drip with his attire. So I look forward to see (laughs) what he wears. Well, I'm sure we'll see a lot of it. But ladies and gentlemen, stick with us. We still have lots more off the cuff coming at you live after these words. We'll be right back. Everybody to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Amber, I 
have been trying to get my house organized, been going through boxes. Yeah. Been going through some old things. I ran across the box, mm-hmm. and it was a box from my childhood, and I found a bunch of books oh, in my that goodness. box. I used to apparently be a real big fan yeah. of the Bernstein Bears. Hey. Did you ever read any yes, of those books? Yes, I did. I love the Bernstein Bears. It was, it was, I used to love those books, and what was the other ones, the Little Critters? It was critters. The, the critters. You know what I'm talking about. Little critters. Little critters. They, it was called little critters. No, I really don't. I mean, I was, I was thinking gremlins, but that's totally the no, other thing. No. It was a children's series, book yeah. series. I had those, but I had the Bernstein Bears. I had probably 60 Bernstein Bear books. Yeah, they were amazing. They were. But did you know a lot of people, Amber, they say that the Bernstein Bears are actually not called the Bernstein Bears. What are they called? They're called the Bernstein Bears. I always thought it was Bernstein. Bernstein? Well, the spelling. Yeah. Bernstein is B-E-R-E-N-S-T-E-I-N. Bernstein. Yeah. But it's not called that. It's spelled B-E-R-E-N-S-T-A-I-N. Bernstein? Bernstein Bears. Oh, well. So this entire time, yeah. why has everybody called it the Bernstein Bears? Well, I probably just couldn't read right, and I was just coming up with whatever I could, but oh my goodness. That's what I was thinking. But Amber... I I think they call this the Mandela effect. Oh. Are you familiar with what the Mandela effect is? Isn't that like when your brain just kind of fills in like the voids of things with what you think it should be or what you thought it was? Well, if you've never heard of it, a Mandela effect is a phenomenon where a bunch of people remember the same thing even though it didn't happen or it wasn't accurate. Yeah. It was named after Nelson Mandela and the false belief that the heroic activist was dead many years before he actually died. Oh. <laughs> so these false memories have people thinking their memory sucks, but others wonder if they've entered a parallel universe, like yeah. if, if time travelers have gone to the past and slightly affected our present, or if they've simply just, I don't know, or or maybe we're just losing our minds. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever it is, what's most interesting about the Mandela effect is that so many individuals share the same false memories. Mm-hmm. So the Bernstein Bears, for mm-hmm. instance. Bernstein Bears. The Bernstein That's Bears. That's what they're called. So here is, I have a whole plethora of okay. things that a lot of people have been calling mm-hmm. wrong, things they've been calling wrong their whole life. I have a whole list here of things that you probably thought a certain way. But it's actually, in reality, not this way. You're really trying to make me question my sanity well, today. Well, for instance, people like to eat Cheez-Its, right? Yeah, Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. Well, did you know that it's actually called Cheez-It, not Cheez-Its? Well, but there's more than just one. you got to cut the Z out. It's spelled yeah. C-H-E-E-Z-It. Cheez-It. Cheez-It. Captain Crunch. Uh-huh. Do you ever like to enjoy a bowl of Captain Crunch? Captain Crunch, yeah. Okay, you called it Captain or Captain. Yeah. Okay, I call it Captain. Yeah, Captain Crunch. It's not called Captain Crunch. It's called Cap and Crunch. Yeah, Captain Crunch. Okay, Fruit Loops is actually spelled F R O O T instead of F R U I T. Did you know that? Fruit. The opening line to Mister Rogers' intro song isn't. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Now, yes, it is. As many people remembered, it's actually, it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Ah. The Raisin Bran cereal box. Yeah. The Sun. Uh Uh-huh. 
He's not wearing sunglasses. What do you mean he's not wearing sunglasses? He's just he's just a son just yeah. with no sunglasses. So he doesn't have sunglasses. So if you thought the Raisin Bran sun, son had sunglasses, yeah. he don't. Apparently, Kit Kat has uh-huh. no hyphen in it. Kit Kat? Yeah, there's no hyphen in Kit Kat. Yeah. The show isn't called Sex in the City. Sex and the city. It's called Sex and the City. Now I knew that. Okay. One, baby. Sex and people. A lot of people think that the Monopoly Man, mm-hmm. the rich Uncle Pennybanks. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think he has a monocle on, but he, he? he does not. In the monocle. Now we covered that one once before. That's that little thing that you use, the little eyeglass over holder. your eye. Yes. Yeah. Are you sure he doesn't have one of those? He does not. Did you know that Curious George doesn't uh-huh. have a tail? <laughs> I bet if you if you tried to picture Curious George, you would draw him with a tail. Yeah, he's a monkey. Uh, let's see here. It says here that people remember a Sinbad genie movie from the 90s. That exists. But it doesn't exist. It, I will go down in flames and say that movie exists. There's, you can't tell me it don't exist. There is no movie that Sinbad has ever done yeah. with him starring as a genie. I swear. Now, look. This Find one, it. Find it. I've tried. This one has been around for a minute. You can't tell me that man had it pulled. I know he made it like a D-list movie where he was a genie. Okay, let me ask you this. When you look in the mirror of your car, yeah. you know, the side rear the side mirror, what does it say at the bottom? Uh may uh vehicles may appear closer than what they seem. A lot of people yeah. most people think that's what it says, but that's not what it says. Well, then what does it say? It says objects in mirror are closer yeah. than they appear. Well, There's no may. Well, so why do we say may? I say it. I say if you would have asked me what it says, I would have said the same thing you would have just said. Maybe just because we're polite. You know, they may be closer than what they are. All right. Uh, Some people recall a Disney intro in which Tinkerbell flies across the screen and writes out Disney and then Mm -hmm. dots the eye with her wand. Yeah, she does. She doesn't. Are you sure? (laughs) There's nothing out there. Uh You cannot find a clip. Of Tinkerbell drawing out Disney and dotting the eye. Not even in like the old like Disney. Remember they used to have everybody do the little wand and do all that? No. Mm. In Toy Story, Mm -hmm. when Woody pulls his drawstring, what does he say? Nah, I ain't got a clue on that There's a snake in my boot. Oh. (laughs) That's actually not what he says because it says here that what he actually says Mm -hmm. is, there's a snake in my boots with an S. Well... So this whole time, if uh-huh. you thought he said, there's a snake in my boot, you were wrong. He says, there's a snake in my boots. Ladies and gentlemen, that's called the Mandela effect. The Mandela effect is when you think you've been seeing something, you you remember something, mm-hmm. but you've remembered it wrong your entire life. Like Sinbad being in a genie movie. Did you know that Ed McMahon never did the prize awards for Publisher Clearinghouse? What? There was no such thing as Ed McMahon walking to people's door with a check. Then what were those commercials? There was no commercials. There was Publisher's Clearinghouse. There was Publisher's Clearinghouse, but Ed McMahon was not on one of them. So who did it? It wasn't Ed. Was it a stunt double? Fine one. Was it a stunt? Because I actually, this one bothered me. Yeah. I mean, to the to the core, because yeah. I swear I remember Ed McMahon going yes. up to people's doors. I couldn't find one. Ed McMahon, and he had the big old 
check and he'd meet people at their doors and they'd trip out. There's a commercial yeah. where Ed McMahon would show up to people's doors and people would freak out. Yeah. Yes. There's that commercial exists. Okay. But there is no commercial out there mm-hmm. that would signify as to why they would be freaking out because there is no commercial mm-hmm. of Ed McMahon holding a check. Now look. And going to somebody's door. Find it. Somebody's granny has that recorded during their soap <laughs> tapes. I know it. All right. Give me the order, uh-huh. Amber, of the of the red, green, yellow light when you go to a trough when you go to a traffic stop. What's up top? Is uh, it the red light or green light? Red light. Yellow in the middle, green on the bottom. The order is red, yellow, green. Yeah, buddy. Yes, you got that correct. Yeah, I run enough of yeah, them. I yeah. should know. <laughs> Ben Franklin was never president, by the way. <laughs> I knew that. Wait, okay. was he not really? <laughs> a lot of people think he was. No, uh, a, lo- he... a lot of people think that Ben Franklin was president. He was not. Yeah. White out is actually spelled W-I-T-E out. Yeah, because you're wiping it out. Yes. Like wiping it out. Forrest Gump didn't say life is like a box of chocolates. He said life was like a box of chocolates. It was? Life is... Life is like a box of chocolates. Yeah. Is what people think he said. Yeah. But he said life was like, like a, a box, box of, of chocolates. chocolates. Yes. You never know. Ain't that something? Everybody always says, well, you know what Forrest said? Life's like a box of chocolates. No, he did not say that. He said life was like. Was like. Not is like. Not implying now in the future. It was like that. Here's a good one for you. Hannibal Lecter never said, mm-hmm. hello, Clarice. Mm-mm. When Clarice meets Hannibal, he simply says, good morning. Mm-hmm. When they first meet. What folks are misremembering is probably a line from the Jim Carrey movie in Cable Guy where he picks up the phone. And <laughs> he puts all, well, he puts all that uh, chicken skin on his face <laughs> at medieval times. Hello, Clarice. Here's a good one. The Star Wars quote, Luke, mm-hmm. I am your father. Yeah, did not exist. Uh, he on. did not say that. Yeah. Darth Vader did not say, "Luke, I am your father." He simply said, "No, I am your father." Oh, he did not say, "Luke, I am your father." He yeah. said, "No, I am your father." Now, where did we get that one from? Because that one's quoted many, many times. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, but. All you got to do, folks, if you're if you're thinking that I'm fibbing you and I'm pulling your leg, mm-hmm. try to look these things up. You will not find Luke, I am your father, in a Star Wars movie. You will find no, I am your father, but you will not find Luke, I am your father. Yeah. Many people remember Smokey Bear being named Smokey the Bear, mm-hmm. but his name is Smokey Bear. Yeah, just Smokey Bear. Not Smokey the Bear. Uh-uh, it's just... Smokey Bear. Yeah. The Queen in Snow White never said, mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? No, no, no. She said, magic mirror on the wall, who is the fairest one of all? Well, we got that from Say by the Bell, probably. <laughs> mirror, mirror, when they remade it. But, every, but why is it that people think that's what she said, mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all, when in fact, that's not what she said. She said, magic mirror on the wall, who is the fairest one of them all. Yeah. Some people remember Uncle Sam's hat being red and white, but it's actually white and blue. Oh. Looney Tunes is actually spelled Looney T-U-N-E-S. Uh-huh. Tunes like a, a song Yeah, like tune. a song tune. Instead of a tune. Like a cartoon. cartoon. Right. And there's one more here. 
Do you love Rice Krispie treats? Absolutely. What about Rice Krispie cereal? I mean, that's how you make Rice Krispie treats. Well, it's not called either. Yeah. It's not called Rice Krispie treats. It's called simply Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies. Yes. So if you've been calling it Rice Krispie treats, you have been wrong your entire life. Those are some examples, and just a few examples, of the Mandela Effect, Amber. Oh, yeah. Is I, there any that I've left out? I mean, I think the big ones are the visual ones. Like, I think Target, everybody gets the yes. bullseye wrong. Yes. Um, and I think uh, what there's one of the soft drinks that people uh, identify wrong. I can't remember that one off the top of my head. Um Oh, my gosh. Uh, but there's a lot. Oh, my gosh, yes. There's so many of them. Uh, why do you think we do that? Why do we... Oh, why do we remember things and we won't let our minds remember it a different way? I don't know. I don't know why... And what's fascinating about it is we're not the only ones that remember it that way. No, absolutely not. There's thousands of people that remember it the same exact way, so how is that not true if we all remember it the same way? Exactly. Don't you love it, though, when you remember something from your childhood and then somebody that you met from your childhood later on in life validates your memory? All the time. You know that. Because... Because that lets you know, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I wasn't making that up. That's always how I feel. I always feel like I'm making stuff up. I'm not making up. Sinbad was in a movie (laughs) where he was a genie. You're thinking of Kazam with Shaq. I know. I watched that one too. I swear I think he was in like an offbeat by the Dollar General uh, Kazam remake. It is one of the world's biggest mysteries, is Sinbad in a genie movie. Because a lot of kids, a lot of adults now, say the same thing you are. Uh But it's nowhere to be found. As a matter of fact, everything that I just said, folks, on this list, you can't disprove it. Yeah. You cannot find Luke, I'm your father, Mm -hmm. in in the original Star Wars. You cannot find Hello, Clarice, (laughs) in the original... Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Now, of course, people could always go in and dub things over on YouTube. Oh, yeah. You need original copies yep. to see if this stuff is real. Is real. Mm-hmm. Because what you thought might be, what you thought was correct your entire life actually was not. I will tell you, I did not know they called it the Mandela Effect because of... Nelson Mandela and his presumed death for all those years. I did not know that's why they called it that. I like the name. Yeah. The Mandela Effect. Mandela Effect. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stick with us. We still got lots more off the cuff coming at you live after these words. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Kentucky football had their first game last Saturday. They are now 1-0 to start the season. They played Miami of Ohio. I got to attend that game for an opening game. Yeah. You couldn't beat the atmosphere. Yeah. It was fun. And you don't really see that for an opening game at UK. A lot of the times they like to have their opening games at noon. Yeah. It's a day game. The the excitement's not there. So the night game made it more exciting. But people were just, you could tell they were just ready for the season. Ready for football. They're optimistic. They're excited. And it really come across at that game. So 
UK football, the fans are going to show out and show up mm-hmm. for those games. So now the players have to deliver. Oh, the yeah. coaching staff, they have to deliver. And so far, so good. They defeated Miami of Ohio 37-13, to a 24-point win over a quality Mac opponent, I would say. Uh, I love the new scoreboard at the uh, at the football field. It's a lot bigger. You can see yeah. the you can the screen's bigger. However, yeah. they put a lot of unnecessary stats on that screen. Oh, and it covers the whole board. Yeah, to the point to where the board's almost smaller than what it used to be. It's too jumbled. It's got a bunch of nonsense. Yes, but the atmosphere was great. Uh, the star quarterback was sacked four times. Will Levis. <laughs> And uh, that just goes to tell. I mean, that goes to show that the offensive line is absolutely trash, and yeah. they need work. If they get him hurt, mm-hmm. wow! How yeah. are you going to hurt Will Levis <laughs> or get him hurt? <laughs> Levis did complete sixty-six percent of his throws on the official stat line. He also threw three touchdowns and uh, was intercepted once. Multiple first-time starters were on the offensive line, so that could explain yeah. as to why they were not as good. Yeah, bringing their A game. I do not see them getting better in just a week, so that really concerns me when they do play Florida, which we'll get to in just a second. But before I do, I want to make mention of a run that I seen by Barry and Brown. It was a, a return uh, run that he did off of a kick, and yeah. he ran almost 100 yards. Ooh. Uh, knocking through everybody. Oh my gosh! From one end of the field to the next, and that I had never seen that before yeah. in person. That was awesome. That was Barry and Brown. I don't see Florida letting that happen. Yeah, I'm sure Florida has watched enough tape now to know that they can't let Barry and get that kick yep. return. But he was he was good. The Cats are going to have a little bit of a challenge this Saturday against Florida. Uh, they play at seven o'clock at Florida on ESPN. Both teams are one and zero. Chris Rodriguez is still out of the mix. That's the player that got the DUI and apparently was in trouble for some other things off the field. Oh wow! So he's suspended for for that game. So we will be without Chris Rodriguez, which is a huge star. Uh, the bet, if you are a better, there we go for the Kentucky game. Uh, the a final score I'm going to predict is Florida 27, Kentucky 23. Okay. And the line there is Florida minus five. So I think that if you want to make some free money, you got to go with Florida minus five. And the reason <laughs> I, want, I say Florida will win the game by yeah. more than five points is because Florida's a better team. Yes. Florida's got a better coach. Yes. And the thing is, minus five it's going to increase. Yeah. It's going to increase. It's going to be minus seven soon if it isn't already. But so I would lock that bet in as soon as I could. But I think minus five is is going to be is going to be what happens. That's the that's the. Uh, I mean, because you're, you're giving Kentucky five points there. Yeah. But I still think they're going to lose. You you, I bet on Florida co- to cover the game because it's Florida. Mm-hmm. And also, my logic behind that decision is I can't bet on Stoops to to. <laughs> That's what I was like. I can't bet on Stoops to uh, beat Florida by more than five. Yeah. Or, or I'm sorry, for Florida to win by uh, less than five. I think that when it comes to Stoops, you can't bet on him. And I have two rules in football. Mm-hmm. You can't bet against 
Nick Saban. Yeah. And you can't bet with Stoops. Oh. That's my two rules. Get out of here. Come on. <laughs> but the Cats, they do play Florida this Saturday, and it will be an exciting matchup. Stoops is 2-7 and seven against Florida, so... A lot of people, they think that this could be his third, mm-hmm. maybe. Well, He needs it uh, if he's the great coach that everybody says. Come on now. He should have it. Mm. But ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take off-the-cuff song of the week break. So sit back, relax, roll down them windows, and enjoy a little Chance the Rapper hot shower. We'll be back. Real, real rare like Super Sam Mega. I and I got the chocolate coloring. Well, at least, like, you know, that's what they made me feel like. Why they make you feel like that? You know, I've been fascinated with this story of the Bed Bath & Beyond CEO jumping to his death. (laughs) You have been, actually. I can't get over it. How you can be on top of the world, have that much money, and then end your own life. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Jumping from the top of the world, basically, almost. Right, in New York City. A high sky-rise building in New York City. I'm talking about Gustavo Arnell, who was the acting chief financial officer of Bed Bath & Beyond. He jumped off the 18th floor balcony of his high-rise apartment. He was only 52 years old. Mm. He was found unconscious and unresponsive outside of his luxury 57-story skyscraper wow. in the neighborhood of Tribeca, mm-hmm. which is a very nice, very well-known, very well-known place in New York. That's where the rich people live. Yes. You can't afford to live in Tribeca uh, if you're average. So, yes, he was in a nice area in New York. You think living in New York, you're thinking rats and... and no. no. <laughs> That's the other side of town. That's the other side of town. Yeah. But, yes, he killed himself around 12.30 p.m. on Friday. His wife mm-hmm. seen him jump. Oh, my goodness. Now, they have done an investigation, and they have determined that it was suicide. There was no suicide note, and there was no uh, criminal intent done by Arnell's wife, or uh, there was no foul play uh, suspected. Now, this comes after some news that Bed Bath & Beyond is struggling. They're trying to downsize the company. Mm -hmm. But, dude, is that worth risking your life? Or or ending? Taking. Ending your life. Let's say that they do go out of business, Mm -hmm. and it's because it's your fault. What's killing yourself going to do? Nothing. 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 It's not going to bring the company back. No. There have been many people throughout time that have killed themselves that's been rich and famous. Mm -hmm. We, We know people, a lot of business people. Kate Spade, for instance, yeah. the famous handbag designer. Yes. Just in 2018, she hung herself. Uh-huh. At the top of the world, too. Literally, top of the world. Uh, who, uh, like, is there somebody, there's other people that used to own clothing uh, brands, uh-huh. uh, business people. Who was the rich millionaire that he, I think his stock went down, like it plummeted one day, and he ended up throwing himself in front of a train? Oh, my gosh. Guys, things like that is temporary. Uh I think about Vince McMahon. One day, in one day, he lost over $600 million, Mm -hmm. and he was no longer a billionaire. Mm -hmm. And he lost almost half of his fortune. And he didn't commit suicide. Instead, he said... Well, that was a bad day at the office. Bad. And that's all he tweeted. Mm-hmm. Because 
That's all it is. It's a bad day at the office. You'll get it back. It's just money. You've said this before, Amber. Money is the easiest thing in the world to attain. It is. 1,000%. So if you lose your money, that's not worth risking or taking your life. No. Nothing is worth taking your life for that matter. And if you're going to, I definitely wouldn't make it about money. Right. I mean, you go outside of, you know, go outside of uh, the U.S. and the dollar, people laugh at it now. You know, it's just a physical property that we have, and people are so wrapped up in it. They're so consumed. The pain that you have that makes you want to kill yourself is temporary. Very much. It will go away. Yes. Those thoughts that, and anyone who's ever been suicidal mm-hmm. could vouch for this. Absolutely. You, you, can, you, can, you can tell me. Do you still think right now the same way you did before you was almost ready to kill yourself? No. Most people would say no. No. Because it's temporary. So I'm sure that this was a very rash decision by this man. Yeah, I mean, it had to have been. I mean, but come on, you're at Bed Bath & Beyond. This store has been going down for 20 years. Anyways, like, that's what I don't understand is when people are hit with realities like this of, oh, hey, you have a big box store. Amazon's around now. People can get the same things from your store delivered right to their front door. And he ended his life over, uh, I guess, uh, evolution. Yeah. You know, just evolution over time. Now, we're assuming that he ended it over the news of Bed Bath & Beyond. It might be a coincidence that he just committed suicide during that horrible downfall of the company, but I doubt it. Maybe it was the last straw. Who knows? It probably was the straw that broke the camel's back. But just know that things like that are temporary. I read that, and I couldn't believe it. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to take one more break, and we have one more segment to go. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Have you everybody to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Last segment of the hour. It is September the 8th, 2022. And this weekend will mark the 21st anniversary of that horrific day, September 11th, 2001. It's been 21 years since that horrific day where America was attacked by terrorists. It was on that day that nearly 3,000 people were killed. 400 were police officers and firefighters in the terrorist attacks at the World Trade Center in in New York City, at the Pentagon Building in Washington, D.C., and in a plane crash near Shanksville, Pennsylvania. If you really look at 9-11 just... By the numbers, the number of children who lost a parent in the events of 9-11 was 3,051. Dozens of babies were born to women whose husbands died during the attacks. Nine months after 9-11, the number of births in New York City rose by 20% compared with the same month in 2000. Wow. According to researchers, alcohol consumption in Manhattan in the week of after 9-11 increased by 25% compared with the same period the year before, tobacco consumption rose by 10%, marijuana consumption by 3.2%, and church and synagogue attendance by 20%. I honestly figured a lot of those numbers would be more 
would be higher. The total value of art lost when the Twin Towers collapsed exceeded $100 million. Oh, my gosh. They lost some uh, world-renowned pieces mm-hmm. by Picasso and David Hockney and, and other famous artists. Yeah. Uh, one of the unsung heroes of 9-11 was a guide dog mm-hmm. named Roselle, a yellow Labrador retriever who led her blind owner, Michelle Hinkson, down 78 stories of the North Tower and to be into the home of a friend. Wow. A dog. Now, for anyone who says dogs are stupid or dogs aren't worth anything, that dog saved this woman's life. Talk about a true best friend. I know a lot of so-called friends who wouldn't do that for you. Yeah, no. You think a dog's stupid, take a look in the mirror and say that to yourself. Because that's who you need to be talking to. Don't you love it when people say, buddy, he talked to me like I was a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> buddy, I talk to my dogs like they're babies. So <laughs> why, why is that even a thing? Like, buddy, he talked to me like I was a dog. Like I was a dog. Like, how awful are people talking to dogs? I mean, I've never been around somebody that didn't talk good to dogs. So I don't know what kind of people you've been hanging out with. <laughs> Three hours before the attacks, a machine called a random event generator at Princeton University predicted a catastrophic event was about to unfold. Oh, my gosh. Only 291 dead bodies were recovered intact from ground zero. Mm. The parents of Lisa Ann Frost, 22, who was a passenger of on United Flight 175, which hit the South Tower, had to wait almost a year before anything belonging to their daughter was found by workers sitting through debris. Wow. So. A year to get some type of closure. closure. Ooh. Yeah. Because that would suck to just to hear that your daughter died, son died, parent or whatever. But you that's you just heard that news. There was no yeah. confirmation. There's no confirmation. And anything that they had on them, you can't you can't even verify, you know, that it was them. It took firefighters 100 days to extinguish all the fires ignited by the attacks in New York. Wow. In totals, workers sifted through more than 1 million tons of debris looking for remains and personal effects. They found 65,000 items, including 437 watches and 144 wedding rings. Wow. When the 9-11 ringleader, Mohammed Atta, checked in at Logan Airport in Boston, his name triggered an alert on the airport security system and his bags were never put in the plane's hold. Mm. So why'd you let him on the freaking plane then? Mm-hmm. If you flagged him, why? If, you, if, if his stuff can't go on the plane, why can he? Why can he? Oh, because he can't do anything without a bomb. No. Oh, they showed you, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they showed. He, he flew the plane himself into the tower. Yeah. He, so uh, they were in the bomb. <laughs> that's, why security, that's why security has been upped. Uh, which we needed well before this. Absolutely. Uh, the official death count for 9-11 was 2,977. However, many survivors and responders still struggle with health issues after the attacks. Some 88,000 people are members of the World Trade Center Health Program as of 2018. Because a lot of that soot oh my smoke gosh, yes. got into the people's in your, lungs. Yeah, in your lungs, you're breathing all that. Not to mention, you know, all the injuries they sustained just trying to get out. Talk about bad luck here. Property developer Larry Silverstein bought the 99-year lease on the World Trade Center for $3.2 billion just six months before they were destroyed. He wouldn't get in a refund. <laughs> no refund for you. That's bad luck. Uh-huh. Insurance ain't going to cover that. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think FEMA or insurance cover that one. That much. <laughs> Woo. 
the Pentagon, uh, the section of the Pentagon hit by Flight 77 had just undergone a $258 million uh, repair in which walls had been strengthened and reinforced windows had been installed. But, of course, that didn't do anything because the plane ripped right through it. Well, I mean, I don't really think you, we thought that something like that was going to happen. But it has been 21 years since September 11th. We've covered September 11th in its entirety on this show many, many times. I've played many, many clips of September 11th. I've played phone calls from within the plane, phone calls from within the towers. I've played audio from the hijackers that hijacked the plane. I've played audio from news broadcasters breaking the news live on the air. We've heard it all when it comes to September 11th. We've talked about a lot of the things that happened. But every year, I like to bring it up because it's important for us to remember that day. Absolutely. It it is the biggest tragedy in the modern era that that we've had. That we have lived through. Yeah, we lived through it. We were there. We were together, actually. We hear (laughs) in school about when we were in school about Pearl Harbor and World War II and World War One and the Civil War, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. But to actually live through this, it hits different. Absolutely, it did. Because and, we got to actually know what it was like and what it felt like and what the world felt like. And I would like to end the show, ladies and gentlemen, with a motivational speech that was given on 9-11 by then-President George W. Bush. And he did this entire speech with a bullhorn. Now, he made this speech. uh, He traveled to New York City to get a tour of the debris and everything that happened uh, on that tragic day. And when he got there... He, off the cuff, no pun intended, uh, it was September 14th by this point, he got on top of the rubble, put his arm around a firefighter, just a regular firefighter, and talked to the people of New York. And this right here, even though it was with a bullhorn, it's exactly what the people needed. They call this George W. Bush's bullhorn moment. And it was one of the most riveting and important points in his presidency because it illustrated his personal qualities and what he was most proud of. A pride in making decisions from the gut and an overwhelming trust in his instincts. Just take a listen as Bush just captured the mood of the country in this bullhorn speech. He let everybody know that he had gratitude for all of the bravery and the diligence and the workers and how justice was going to be brought to the evildoers. Let's take a listen at the bullhorn speech given by President George W. Bush on September 11th, 2001. As a matter of fact, this was done on September 14th, 2001. Let's take a listen. I want you all to know that America today, America today is on bended knee in prayer for the people whose lives were lost here, for the workers who work here, for the families who mourn. This nation stands with the good people of New York City and New Jersey and Connecticut as we mourn the loss of thousands of our citizens. I can hear you!
Can you get more patriotic than that right there? Oh, my God. They were yelling, we can't hear you. He said, but I can hear you. I can hear you. And the terrorists that did this will hear from all of us soon. Yes. He captured it perfectly. Wow. He captured it perfectly. One of the most important moments in his presidency. I agree. But our thoughts and prayers still go out to the families that lost loved ones and were affected on that horrific day in September 11th, 2001. But ladies and gentlemen, that about wraps up another episode of Off the Cuff. If you liked what you heard today, you'll probably like our other episodes. So subscribe to us on podcast where you can access all of our episodes. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. You can follow the show on social media at Off the Cuff of Adam Banks. You can follow my co-host Amber on social media at Ambu447. You can follow me, the host, on social media at The Adam Banks. We release new episodes every Thursday right here on WLXU 93.9 from 4 to 5. Which means we'll be back next week. So tune in. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Amber Turner. I'm Adam Banks, and this is Off the Cuff. We're going to hit the old dusty trail, and we'll catch you down the road.